Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Okay, can you just... We haven't got to the point because we've been red herring because you guys have been distracted. Red herring? So, yeah, red herring. You've been red herring The me. red fish. <laughs> yeah, you've been trouting me. Listen, you guys have been trouting me. I mean, red... <laughs> you what? guys have been red... Trouting you? Tracking, you guys have been red herring me. Odd thing to say. You've been distracting me all this time. We haven't even got down to the juicy parts of... Um, firstly, we didn't even get to the point. Why the fuck did you guys go to a party together and start discussing about a little girl who was potentially dead? It's quite a festive murder. <laughs> she's definitely dead. Oh, she's definitely dead. Was it a Christmas murder? Yeah, it was. So it was mm. a Thanksgiving dinner because I was living with an American. So it was sort of around this time of year. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll just get a bit cold and shivery and cosy and be like, mm, murders. Like, that just seems <laughs> like the natural progression for me. And it's a really interesting case. She was Is killed it? in the house. It was definitely the brother. 100%. Did he get caught? No. He's got off. He's, He's living, his life. He's living his, his life. How long ago murder? was this? She'd be the same age as us yeah. now. So, so like 89, something yeah. like that? Yeah. No, 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 no. She was five when she was murdered, so it was like 1995. Uh, good point. Five. I was born in, in England. Pardon? This was in the, in the no. UK? No, in the US. In the US. Oh, everything happens in the US. Yeah, in the UK. UK, we're pretty, we don't really do much that dark, I don't no. think. Oh, yeah, I think you'd be surprised. No, we're pretty chilled. There's a couple, but the US, they just, they top... They top the and world also like, and there's creepy. just a lot more people there. So statistically speaking, and there just are just going to be more yeah. robins, aren't there? there are okay, home, so, so where's where's the weirdest? But where's the what's the weirdest country to have the, a lot of a lot what? of weird stuff? <laughs> Do you hear about the guy who stole all the it's seats, mm-hmm. bicycle seats? He was like he like he got he, they he got caught red-handed uh, <laughs> uh, stealing a bicycle seat from uh, from this girl's bike. And then they basically arrested him and went to search his house. And there were thousands of these bicycle seats, like, all in his house. Like, literally, his house was just full of bicycle seats. Hang on, are you trying to scare us? I was going to (laughs) say, if that's the scariest one, please don't listen. And basically, what he liked to do, he got off on Uh, sniffing the seats. uh, He's a seat sniffer. Filthy uh, seat sniffer. Wow. That's a pretty good one. There's a lot of stuff like that in Japan. a dirty, filthy seat sniffer. (laughs) Is that what he did? Yeah. He just stole... He liked to sniff the seats of, of these... It's, it's not really a, a murder crime. But no. You just yeah. wanted to talk about it's seat sniffing again. <laughs> He's building up to it. He's building up to it. I is, is he? I mean, probably. He what? never stops. It always continues oh, yeah, to escalate. You think he'll eventually murder like someone? But seat just sniffing. Sniffing. And then the seat, seat that sniff their yeah. seat. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. <laughs> um, hey, guys. So, listen. I, okay. I. How can you spot a murderer? <laughs> They usually have blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. Can you... Uh, can, uh, not, not, can you... How can you... Uh, I mean, physically impossible. But how can you... Is there a way that you can spot uh, sort of uh, repetitive kind of like scenarios that they get caught in that they know that this person is probably a murderer? Is there, is there like a... <laughs> when they keep murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> is there like a step-by-step process I, that kind of is like a sort of routine thing or no? Well, I think it depends on the type of murderer that you're going after. Because if you're going after like trying to spot psychopaths, that's going to be very difficult for you to do because... 
they know how to manipulate. They know how to keep themselves hidden because that's the whole point. But if you're going after someone who's like a domestic abuser who was going to end up killing the person they're with, there are loads of red flags. Like, are they yeah. possessive? Are they violent? Are they aggressive? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're looking for a psychopathic serial killer, you're probably not going to spot them. I was listening to, you know, the podcast Serial? You know, mm-hmm. Serial? And I was, I think I've told this before, but I was walking down the beach in Dubai listening to it. And, uh, <laughs> They started, as one does, and because uh, that's the only place to listen to it. If you're not in Dubai, you can't listen to it. <laughs> I just wanted to, wanted to set the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on the beach, and they started to describe what a uh, psychopath was, and they went, um, they're empathetic. And I went, they lack empathy. They lack empathy. Uh, they are charming. And I went, well, are they describing me? Yeah, so then I got obsessed that I was a psychopath, and I was like, shit, am I a psychopath? And I was like, God, what happens if I actually am one? Then I got really upset within myself that I thought I was a psychopath but I think that's a prime you felt felt all this empathy (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) everyone around me on the beach Um, but I I got worried about that I but then I think that if you worry that you're a psychopath you're probably not a psychopath exactly well there's degrees of it though you might be a little Hannah I feel like you think I'm a murderer (laughs) I feel like I I can sense it on you that you're you're thinking basically it's when the amygdala is damaged that you that you lack the milk dealer the amygdala is, is a part of your brain and when that's damaged, then you ha- exhibit psychopathic tendencies because you don't, you can't feel empathy. Yeah, it's where your warm fuzzies live, and yeah. if it's damaged, you just won't have them. So you maybe you have brain damage. I have, I have loads of warm fuzzies. Um, you know the uh, so there was um, uh, a guy on Strictly Come Dancing. I went to Strictly Come Dancing and mm-hmm. I injured my foot. And uh, there was a guy on it called James Cracknell, who was a, he's a lovely, lovely guy. And he had a brain injury, and he was open and honest about it. And I'm sure he won't mind me talking about it. He's been open and honest in the press. Um, and he basically was cycling down the side of the road, and he a lorry came past and hit him with the wing mirror and knocked him. He was in a coma, going oh, six wow. miles an hour. The whole thing was terrible. And he said that, yeah, he definitely, you know, he woke up and it was slightly different for him in lots of ways. And what no one realizes is that over, apparently over something like over 50% of people incarcerated... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Incarcerated, isn't that right? Isn't that right? <laughs> hey, I'll I think that's time to drink, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Incarcerated. Incarcerated. Yeah, what is it when you're in prison? Incarcerated. Incarcerated. Probably <laughs> <laughs> over fifty percent, or maybe more, people incarcerated um, have had a head injury, mm. and people actually don't realise that. That what happens? You could be in a fight, you could fall over when you're a kid. All these different things, and your brain gets knocked. And they don't actually realise that. And what happens is that you lose that fuzzy warm place in your brain. That gets <laughs> so we should set them all free. <laughs> <laughs> set them all free. They just had a brain injury. Cut them some slack, guys. I love it. This is the start of um, Jamie's campaign. For yeah, yeah. All the people with head injuries. <laughs> yeah, get them out. Um, but it's true. And what the sad thing is, is that when you do have a brain injury, um, it, you know, for some people who have, like James Cracknell, have a big point in their life where they get hit by a lorry, you can pinpoint that time where there's a change. Some people don't realise it and actually unfortunately so then you lose that kind of thing within your mind and you become depressed you become addicted to things you do all these different things it's actually quite saddening so basically what I'm saying is you know some murderers out there probably it ain't their fault there is definitely the thing of <laughs> that kind of thing can um, lower impulse <laughs> control well, and empathy Jamie always the advocate for the, the, <laughs> the murderers <downtrodden> <laughs> <laughs> speaking for the people <laughs> 
But yeah, I think it can definitely be a contributing factor. But then, um, you know, it'd be dangerous because then people would be like, oh, I had a head injury. It wasn't my fault. And then, you know, yeah. where do you draw the yeah. line? With? And it you may not be their might... fault, but it is their responsibility. Yeah. So anyone listening to this podcast in prison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've got a fan. Yeah. You've got a man out here. Yeah, Jamie's giving you a great get out. <laughs> hey, listen, if you, are, if you are a fan of the podcast and you're in prison, write me a letter. Yeah. Uh, you should write them a letter. Oh, well, I can't just write some random oh. letter. Okay, I'm going to write you a letter, whoever you are. Write Robert Morsley a letter. He's the most dangerous prisoner in Britain. <gasps> Who's Robert Morsley? He is, um, he's in Wakefield, which they call <coughs> the Monster Mansion. In Leeds? Yeah. Well, Brad, Bradford. Bradford, yeah. 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 Um, and he is the most dangerous, pr- called the most danger- dangerous prisoner in Britain because... Uh, they can't keep him in Broadmoor. They can't keep him on in general population because he just murders his cellmate. So they keep him in a perspex box. No. Like Hannibal Lecter. Literally mm. like Hannibal Lecter, yeah. yeah. Write him a letter. I'm sure he'd be lo- love to hear from you. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Why don't they just put him in some with someone who's actually like stronger than him? Like, like, he's like, huge, he's he? very clever, though. Yeah. He, he like um, you sharpen spoons, put some in oh. people's ears, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. No! Yeah, that's how he did one. At least one, maybe mm-hmm. two. And I feel like you're obsessed with him. I mean, <laughs> you're writing him love letters. This is yeah. Oh, Robert, I've been thinking about. But yeah, and he's in, and he has to be kept in a in a perspex. perspex box. Box. But why does he do it? Does he? Is it just because he is likes killing? Thrill? He's just yeah. very very ill. Yeah, he's very uh, ill. Sadly, yeah. so he's just really mentally. He's he. I think he only actually killed one person on the outside. But he's um, killed more people in prison. Yeah, killed more. And one he killed two people within an hour, which is embarrassing for the prisons. What? As soon as he got in, <laughs> not quite a serial killer. No, I think that was his third. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was his third prison, I think. He was in mm. Broadmoor, and then they moved him, and then they had to move That's him. That's more of a spree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> does he? What does he write back to your letters? Or? I haven't written to him. No. Come on, come on, come on. She can't break that trust. Uh, come on. Your your poster of him on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> Has he signed it and sent it back to you? Wait, hang on a second. Also, I want to know because you you know you talk about murders a lot. You talk about uh, ghosts and ghouls and all these different things. Have you guys ever seen a ghost or experienced kind of the supernatural? No, Never. I don't. I don't personally believe it, but I know that Hannah I had is more open ghost. to it. <laughs> you had a cat, ghost. yeah. I used to live in Korea, and like the everyone lives in like studio apartments there. And I've never had a cat, um, but I would wake up in the middle of the night to that like feeling of a cat like kneading your oh, legs really? and the quilts being like ripped off me. That, that, was that Robert Mosley when you were <laughs> at the end of your bed kneading. I your didn't feet. know about him then. That was before. <laughs> Wait, so you felt that at the end of your bed? It like on my legs, and then the covers would be sort of pulled off me. Really, mm. that is terrifying. The but covers would be pulled off. Yeah, yeah, right off. Yeah, it's weirdly, and this is the mo- in the most sort of un racist way possible it's even scarier that it's in Korea for I was going to say I was going to say <laughs> I don't know why that makes it I completely it, agree it makes it scarier for some reason doesn't it, it well you're very does. isolated as a foreigner there you know yeah. so it is and also know. if you watch Asian horror films yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. my god they know how to scare people they know how to scare my little sister um, went to uh, she was staying at a friend's house um, and she was in her friend's uh, spare room <laughs> friend's house and she was in the spare room and she was sleeping in the bed and suddenly she heard a big bang um and she woke up and was like, what was that? Um, and then she was like, okay, nothing. She went back, tried to go to sleep. Same, huge bang. She's like, what's that? Sat in bed. Went back to sleep again. And again, the third time, she's like, what the hell is this noise? Went and checked the corridor. Like, no one there. She's like, this is just so weird. Went back into bed. And as she's falling to bed, um, she turned the light off. And it felt like children were running on her bed. <gasps> like the little oh. feet all round on her bed. How terrifying. I was like, what did you do? She went, oh, I went into my friend's room. I was like, I would have burned the house down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me I'm so terrified of that, that's my have you big, seen a ghost I've never seen a ghost but I definitely sense energies I think I think I sense energies we a lot of a people g- ask me if you've seen a ghost a lot of people ask me <laughs> yeah. and constantly what, and what do I say 
Well, just because you always look like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I always look constantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had a, we lived in a place called Quennington, and I, I Quennington. swear, Quennington, yeah, in the country where my dad lived there, and I still swear to God there was something weird in that house to the point where I had to get a dream catcher and. <laughs> That will sort you right out. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, yeah, that was when perfect. in doubt. Yeah, yeah. And then I got this dream catcher, and it kind of helped me. But it's it's scary. My worst fear are kind of ghosts and things like that. That's your worst fear. I think so. I think it's okay. Anna, what are you most scared of? Um, Robert Mosley. Her <laughs> <laughs> love for Robert Mosley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert <laughs> Mosley's so icy grip. I'm scared neck. a lot. Um. I think all of my family being horribly dead. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same over here. Other than that, yes. um, being abducted and held prisoner. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, that's that, that would be my, losing all your loved ones. That would yeah. Be, that's, that's, that or yeah. being abducted by... I think mine's definitely torture. A psychopath, yeah. Torture, man. Mm. Would be the, can you, so, so but go apparently, you go, apparently your body releases something so you don't even feel the pain after a while. Oh, great, let's go. <laughs> yeah, okay, In right. that case... So guys, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, Don't on. worry about it. Um, but guys, your your podcast we said uh, Red Handed Podcast is one is super popular. People love it because it is not only is it just amazing stories. It's presented and hosted by you guys so brilliantly. It really is. Thank um, you. What is your favorite story that you've? And ha- firstly, what is your favorite story? And secondly, how do you? discover these different things because that it's, it's you're basically studying right that's what you, you have to go and study and go through all these different things you have everyday lives you're doing your mm-hmm. different things so how do you find the time to kind of do it well it's both of our jobs now so that helps sure. um but in terms of finding them sometimes you'll come across a case when you're looking into another one and you'll make a note of it and come back to it and we have just we oh, just have fun. a list that's yeah. the best it's kind of like writing a dissertation every week but it like is. good <laughs> <laughs> I wrote mine on Ritalin. Do you do that? <laughs> like, yeah. And, oh, yeah, I did. I was doing um, theatre and performance, and I had to do my dissertation. I did on Patrick Marber, the writer of. They Pulsar. were like, "Why did you do this on Ritalin?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you meant to do it on Shakespeare. And, and, and someone said to me, and I said, "Because I, I, I don't have um, ADHD, but my, I get distracted." You just did it. Took it recreationally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get distracted very easily. And a friend of mine said, "You should try this Ritalin stuff." And I went, "Okay." So we, I took Ritalin. Like she snorted it. <laughs> I snorted Ritalin. No, I took this Ritalin, and I honestly was like, "Wow, this is weird, this stuff." And I went to the bathroom, and I sat on the loo, and I played Angry Birds for forty-seven. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I suddenly was like, what the fuck have I been doing? <laughs> hey, I've completed it. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that was weird. I'll go back and work now. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. you get really concentrated in these different things. Okay, so you, you, you look at all different cases, which is super fun. Uh, what is your favorite case individually that you've, you've come across? It's really hard. I think um, whenever I get asked this question, Hannah's always like, stop saying the creepiest case. Oh, God, have case. you been asked you this find. question before? Oh, oh but... But you know, okay. Which, okay, let me ask you which 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 one of your cases, which is the one that actually terrified you a little bit, a bit like, okay, this is really not nice. 
I think David Parker Ray was pretty mm, that bad. That was, yeah, that was a bad one. Uh, I dreamt about that. We yeah. were quite good at sort of like You're showing it off. And <laughs> yeah, mm. I dreamt about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what happened was, with David? He was a lot. He, yeah, it's quite a lot. He would abduct women um, in New Mexico? Uh, yeah, Truth. Yeah. Uh, the town that he operated out of was called Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. Yeah. That is the name that of the town, which really? in itself is terrifying. Quite poetic. Yeah. It was named after a TV game show. They won a competition. And they had to change their name to Truth and Consequences, <laughs> New Mexico. That really? Is, that is fucking weird. That is yeah. the, the weirdest thing in the world. Imagine the people who live there. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. They won't be listening to this. (laughs) It's okay. They've already heard me say that. (laughs) Okay. And and his name was David? David Parker Ray. And he would abduct women. And he had this sort of static caravan situation on on his land that he called his toy box. It's just filled of like homemade torture machines and like sex toys made out of scrap metal, that sort of thing. So the episode (gasps) is actually called Scrap Metal Sex Toys that we did. And in his name, apart from being David Parker How much do you like that title when you do uh, it? Oh, when I I wrote that, I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, you're going to listen to this one. (laughs) And um, his sort of like nickname was The Toy Box Killer. The Toy Box Killer. And and so I probably don't have to go into detail, but I can imagine what happened. He would have ducked these poor women. And 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 then he'd let them go, so he'd drug them so they'd forget. (laughs) Yeah. They would, they, but how would they forget? Surely they would be injured in certain Well, way. right, but they just weren't really sure what happened to them. He drove one of them back to her parents' house yeah. after he'd done it. But and then she the remembered... She, she was missing for three days and she just got married and her husband divorced her because he was like, you can't just keep fucking doing this. <gasps> um, and then years later, they found some... Fo- when he was busted, mm. they get inside the toy box, they find this video um, of CCTV of him like torturing this woman. She has a very distinctive tattoo on her calf. And it's her. And so her husband divorced her because she was tortured for three days. He thought she was just on a bender, but she'd been abducted. And that's oh. the first time she realised yeah, what exa- happened. Yeah, to she her, had no idea. Herself in a video being tortured. And 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 what was the what is the mentality? What is the obsession behind it? Why a power trip? What it's is control. it? Control. It's mm. control. Like um, he was obviously a sadist. So a sadist is somebody who um gets off on pain and suffering and torture. So they don't want you to die. They want you to scream. They want to Why? see the pain because. Think of whatever gets you off sexually. It just happens Glory to. Have been <laughs> <laughs> but imagine if uh, uh, kidding, yeah, no, kidding. No, no. <laughs> hey, we're not here to we're not here to kink Sorry, it's <laughs> a, a twitch that I have. Sorry, I'll just forget that. Forget no, for I sure. But um, whatever turns you on, imagine it just happens to be the intense pain of another person is what turns you on. And that's so, what, like that's someone, a really dangerous Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's in this one? <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Stop using your teeth. <laughs> Always knock before. Hello. <laughs> and that's what David Parker Ray would have been fully into. Wow. And his yeah. wife and his daughter are all in on it. He had yeah. a couple. Really? Yeah. They were Why? in on it. Just a man like that would be incredibly yeah. controlling, manipulating, and manipulative. manipulative, and also the kind of victims and the women that he would choose would be incredibly vulnerable. And a lot of the women that he did this to were sex workers. So when they went to the police, the police would be like, "Whatever." You're just or no one knew they were gone. Yeah, or no one even missed them because you know he picked women that weren't going to be missed or weren't going to be believed. So it's just easier. It's intelligent victimology. You pick the right victims. You don't God, just pick anybody. This is just so fascinating. Okay, I, I, want, I have so many questions for you. Sorry. It is a podcast. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, so <laughs> it sounds like you're taking notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. I can't, can't wait to listen to this one back. Um, how then, so two things here. So how, with a, with a serial killer or a, it's a spree killer, you're a serial killer, and then uh, when you kill more, when you just kill loads, what's Ted Bundy? Is he a serial killer? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a serial killer. Probably Are a bit you, mixture of the two. But when you're a serial killer, what is, what is your... Why, again, why, why do you do it? What is your reasoning behind 
committing the murders. Control? What is it? Oh, it's how long is a piece of string, really? Like, they're also there different. Are so many is it you just do one? Because I assume you do one, which is by accident, probably through lust or through mm-hmm. anger or something like that. You get away with it and you go, well, I can probably do this again. Well, yeah. Exactly. Like, Ted Bundy's the classic example is that um, his, all of the women he murdered looked exactly like his first girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she, he, like, joined the young Republicans for her and, like, really tried to impress her dad and she dumped him and he never got over it. So all of the women that he murdered had brown hair, sort of mid-length, centre-parting, and they all looked like her. It's to so kill it's her. killing her over again. Yeah, exactly. Because he can't kill her because then everyone will know it was him. So it's like a replacement for that and to get his rage out. It's not normal. It's not a healthy coping mechanism. But for a lot Wouldn't of them, recommend. that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. I would not recommend doing that. But surely there's a lot of ones that you go through that are unsolved cases as oh, well, yeah. right? We and love a mystery. Uh, you have a mystery. Do you ever, because there's an amazing, there's a, I don't know if you watch that amazing documentary called The Keepers on Netflix. Do you ever see mm-hmm. this one? Okay, so basically if all our listeners or people haven't heard about it, it's about two uh, uh, women who are detectives who go and try and discover what happened to their their. Uh, nun, their, their nun, is it, is it called sister? Their sister yeah. nun, who was their teacher at their school in Baltimore. She was murdered. No one, it was never discovered. They go and find out what happened to her and what they under, uncover is the sexual abuse that happened in, um, in the school. Um, and is there a part of you guys that think you would like to go and uncover a mystery and try and see and become two detectives? Because that would be MF badass. For sure. I think at the moment we are not an investigative podcast. Yes, we you are. love to be. <laughs> yeah, you are. But surely, the, surely your audience probably send in oh, interesting so tips. so many cases. And they'll be like, my granddad's stepbrother was murdered like this, or he was accused of murdering. Look into this. I'm like, we're not actually detectives. No, I mean, they look in. No, surely oh. they look into some of the, the crimes that you're talking about. They and, do, and but I'm also like, what credibility does this person have who's just tweeting at us <laughs> angrily about something that they think that they know? It's really tricky. I mean, um, lots of people come forward with information. You'll decide, who is this person? And yeah. we haven't had the time to be detectives yet, but maybe in the future. Guys, I reckon what we're going to do, let's make a pack now. Okay, okay we are going to go and uncover a, a unsolved mystery let's together. Great. Oh my God. We're, let's solve a mystery. Yeah, solve, not uncover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to uncover hey, a murder that hasn't happened. Well. So we're like Minority Report. <laughs> they, they, they've done it. They've done it. Uh, right, Francis, we've got to that moment where we have to reveal the uh, answer to the question of the week. So the question of the week was, what did Sean Connery wear in all of his Bond films? You said... Uh, I said a uh, a, a sporran. Sporran. You said a bow tie. Bow tie. I said a kilt. A kilt. He actually wore a toupee. Oh, obviously. <laughs> oh, I'm so angry with myself. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. That's such good knowledge. One of those ones that you glue to your head. Yeah. <laughs> a toupee. Aww. Really, a toupee. Because yeah, he was bold. Uh, I, I, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I would never have guessed. Um, also, uh, ladies, what we like to do on the podcast and do it is uh, we also reveal and read you our diaries. Now, uh, Francis very kindly has a diary for us. So, Francis, oh, okay. why don't you uh, read a story? You guys can sit back, relax, <clears throat> and you can decide whether he's a murderer or not through um, <laughs> this diary because I've always had my suspicions. Well, look at okay. him. Look at how weirdly he just reads it. Okay. Creepy. <laughs> Imagine that. You, like, this is okay. If you woke, if you woke up in a van and he was looking <laughs> over you, you would go, "Shit, I knew it." Wouldn't you? You would not be surprised. Don't think there's so, anyone I'd be pleased <laughs> to see in a van. Yeah, you wouldn't. You would not be surprised, would you? If, if you, if you were, ad- you'd be like, like if you were abducted and someone came through the door, who would be the most? You would be like, ah, oh, I knew it. Especially if he started reading his diary to me. Yeah, <laughs> <as well. laughs> yeah. You didn't listen on the podcast. You'll listen now. 
Who'd be the weirdest person to walk through that door? Okay. Gene Hackman. <laughs> what? Gene Hackman would be a weird one. Is that Gene Hackman? <laughs> or Richard Gere? <laughs> Richard Gere abducted me. Okay, go, Francis. All right. <sighs> Dear Diary, on Sunday, this was actually Sunday a few weeks ago, but I haven't read it yet. Okay, cool, you murderer. On Sunday, I won gold at the IBJJF London International Open Championship. Everyone drink, because he's not <laughs> Everyone drink. <laughs> Uh, but I actually predicted my victory in the uh, James Wilkes episode, if you'll, you'll remember. It was my first time competing under the flag of my new gym, Roger Gracie Academy, my first medal in an international tournament, and in fact, my first gold medal in any tournaments I've entered. So. Why do you keep looking at me for support? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was, wasn't You're for just support. bragging about how many medals you won. <laughs> do you? To our lovely guest, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My this first fight. I, this, isn't a, this isn't bragging. Just this is a report from yeah. the, the tournament. My first fight, I won by submission in just under two minutes <laughs> with a rolling jujigatami, otherwise known as an arm bar. Get ready is, for that. That's what he's going to do to you in your caravan. Which is <laughs> <laughs> This is an origami. Isn't that where you cut up bits of paper? Folding. I came up against a Russian competitor in the semis. But I finished him in a decisive victory with another rolling armbar. This put me and, uh, and one of my sparring partners from the academy in the final. Gosh, I knew turning it, me on. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I knew it would not be a walk in the park as he had submitted me previously in training. Oh. <clears throat> but I swiftly submitted him by strangulation with one of my trusty triangles. He's a murderer. I told you, he's a murderer. <laughs> a technique where you figure four your, your legs around your opponent's neck and shoulder, which cuts off the blood supply to their brain and puts them to sleep. A very handy finisher and a real life hack if you need help getting the kids to bed. Is that it? No, no, and then it says oh. <laughs> it's particularly useful against opponents who are willing to endure the pain from joint or bone damage and continue the fight. Sweet. Yeah, you guys are riveted by that. There you go. Hey. Don't say we didn't give you anything. <laughs> All right. I will never say that. Uh, I've learned so much. I thought that was kind of an on-topic. Uh, that was totally on-topic. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I like that. I like that very much, Francis. Absolutely. Um, uh, ladies, uh, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for coming from on the podcast. From the bottom of his heart. <laughs> yes, from the, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having um, us on. Honestly, big fan of you guys. Uh, and also, I just to f- one fellow podcaster to another, hey, yeah. uh, it, it's just great. That we're hey, it's not going. easy. It's not easy. <laughs> no, it wasn't hey, that. It wasn't going to say that at all. It's not easy, <laughs> you guys. Do. But we all, well, we all know how hard it is to do this podcasting thing. It absolutely, so absolutely. Our hearts go out to you. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. Um, and where can we find the Red Handed Podcast? It's on uh, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find your any anywhere good, we find any good streaming platform. Exactly, and some shit ones. And uh, and also, if we want to send you some fan mail. Not just curious. Uh, where where would where would we send the fan mail to? We've never given anyone an address to send anything to. Because well, you record it in your rooms. How, so. how do they find your address then? No, they don't. We we don't get physical fan mail. We just mainly get. I guess you wouldn't really want to, no. to have people know your address, but you could get like a PO box. We have thought about it, but then you've got to go to the PO box. Yeah, what if no, no, you, they can just forward it oh, to your house. Oh, they can forward it to you. Okay, maybe we'll look into but it. But then the Tell PO me your box address. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know where you live. Tell me your address. 
Um, no, guys, honestly, I'm a huge fan of yours. Congratulations for all the success <coughs> you're having. You, you, I hope you reach the stars, and you should do 100%. Go and listen to the Red Hand podcast. It's unbelievable. It's great. It's fun. It's just so good. Um, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Oh, oh. Oh gosh. Do it together, okay, right. Do it one Something time. inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, can we be really cheesy and be like, yes, yeah. okay, good. The like, cheesier, the better. Three months ago, I was still like working a full time job and trying to do the podcast in my spare time. Three years ago, we didn't even know each other. Three months ago, I quit and went full time. Just do something you absolutely love, and then eventually you can hopefully make money off it and not have to do a full time job yeah, like so we were doing. Damn right. <laughs> so Start a damn, podcast. Damn right. Get a fucking podcast <laughs> yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> and Hannah, what's your one? Uh, yeah, so if a guy asks you to go to a party where he sleeps on the sofa and doesn't actually live there, go. Go. Go anyway. Go anyway. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. Good luck. Go and check Woo! out the Red Hat podcast. I will see thank you next you. week. Bye bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.